Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Still to come on the show, Edmonton Oil Kings general manager. Kurt Hill. He'll be our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. And we'll get to this day in Oilers history. And it involves a current Winnipeg Jets assistant coach, a guy who did a great job with the Oilers as well. All right, there's an old saying in the car business. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough, payments or interest rates that are too high, a vehicle you may want to sell, refinance, or trade in for something different go visit uncle milt rich johnny and the gang at brent ridge ford or call them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com spoiler alert for those of you that might be watching the champions league matchup uh between barcelona and Bayern munich uh thomas Mueller has just scored for Bayern off a deflection and it is one nothing of course it was byron a number of years ago uh, two years ago i guess uh, that pounded the then Lionel messi led uh, barcelona squad 8-2 in a game in which alfonso davies who is uh, by the way playing left back today uh made an unbelievable run to set up one of the goals all right so there you go we, we bring you more uh here in uh orders now one other thing it's just uh Multiple reports have the NBA. Uh, it was funny. It was going a different direction about 10 days ago. But multiple reports have the NBA uh, not enforcing uh, full vaccination for their players. So it looked like it might be going a different direction about 10 days ago. That's, that's an interesting uh, development. One league that does have a scenario where their players are expected to be uh, fully vaccinated is the Western Hockey League. As we go to our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. He has uh, built, frankly, a really good team. The consensus preseason favorite to win the WHL's Eastern Conference, and that's the only team that they'll play in the regular season, our teams in the Eastern Conference. We welcome back to the show, Kurt Hill. Hello, Kurt. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good. So you're, what, two weeks now in a training camp? Yeah, two weeks started September first, so uh, yeah, we've hit the two week mark here, and uh, yeah, it's been great so far. So uh, guys are just heading out on the ice. We got our skeleton crew here for for this week, heading into Saskatoon, but uh, yeah, it's been good so far. Uh, all right, well, let's explain why you have a skeleton crew at this time. 
Yeah, we have uh, eight of our. Well, we had nine players attend NHL training camps uh, this year, so they're uh, they're all off to their respective rookie camps and training camps. And uh, uh, we have one player that actually came back already. Ethan Peters already been to Toronto and did his rookie camp already, and came back last night. And uh, yeah, we have another eight players that are uh, going to be away probably for the next week, uh, ten days, and some of them probably longer. All right, Sebastian Kosa, first round pick, Detroit Red Wings, fifteenth overall, obviously at Detroit's camp. Uh, Dylan Gunther. Did he go down to Arizona, come to Edmonton, and then go back to Arizona, or did he just stay down there after he threw out the first pitch? Yeah, he's been he stayed down there. I think I believe he left August thirty first and stayed down there, and then uh, actually Jake Neighbors also went down to St. Louis early. He went early August to to do some training and stuff with a few of the prospects down there as well. So those guys went early. All right, those are your three first rounders. Carson uh, Latimer, he's in uh, he's an Ottawa pick, right? Yeah, he's in Ottawa right now. Okay, so now we're up to so Kosa, Gunther, Neighbors, the first rounders, Latimer. Uh, so that's four of the eight kids. Who are the other four that are currently at NHL camps? Uh, we got Demick. Uh, he's in in Vegas. He's a fourth round pick of Vegas. Uh, Lipen's in Chicago and gets picked in the seventh round. Uh, and then uh, Williams is a free agent, twenty uh, year old invite to Pittsburgh. He went there last year as okay. well. And uh, Kubacek. Uh, Simon Kubitschek, the Czech Republic uh, player, is in uh, a camp with the Oilers. And he's a six foot two right shot defenseman that played last year in the Czech Republic. He's going to be a double counter for you this year as both a 20-year-old and one of your two European players. Demick's the other one. Uh, so you got a, uh, I know you've got a game in so far, and I was against the uh, Red Deer Rebels. You ended up winning that game. Uh, just a thought on Demick because a lot of times it's uh, not that it's sketchy when it comes to European picks, but not all the information, no disrespect intended, but sometimes you don't necessarily know what you have. Uh, has Demick surprised you a bit? You know, I was really impressed with his first game with the groups. Um, you know, I think he's we're, – we're very optimistic what we have there in a player. I think he's a guy that can for sure play center in our top six, maybe play on our top line potentially at times. Um you know, he was really good in the first game, and uh, I was coming off a, you know, a long travel day three days before that. So um, I think, you know, it's it's helpful now with all the video that's accessible through Instad and some of these scouting platforms to, to get a look at them. And uh, But you're right, when you're watching them play in their, their native country and uh, with their – with their, you know, their club teams over there, it's uh, sometimes it can be difficult. But uh, um, we're extremely pleased with uh, how he showed up here and uh, what we think he's going to be able to do for our group. Uh, you kind of know. I mean, realist. Are are you concerned that you might not get neighbors or Gunther? I mean, we know Kosa's coming back. That's a given. Nobody keeps an 18 year old goaltender, uh, even if he is a late birthday. But there, is there any concern they might not get Jake Neighbors or Dylan Gunther back? Well, I think uh, until they're back, you're always going to think that way. Um, you know, we got a biggest plan that uh, they potentially might not be here. Um, you know, I still think it's a little early to tell, just because they haven't they haven't really started their camps there yet. So I think a lot's going to really depend, especially for those two guys, how they how they look in uh, you know rookie camp, obviously, and then how they look in the in the preseason when they start playing games with the club. So I think uh, right now a little early to tell, but uh, to say I wouldn't be worried until they're back here. Um, I'd be lying, but at the same time, I guess if they have, if they play well enough there and they're ready to play in the NHL, at the same time, we'll be extremely happy for those guys. And 
you know, I guess we did our job to develop them and get them ready. Uh, I, I do want to ask you, uh, there's a player that's kind of, I think you got him on waivers, who's been a, a bit of a surprise. He played last year at the, the Lethbridge uh, Hurricanes. Now, Dito Cambites, by the way, is going to Oilers camp, and uh, he's a guy that had 20 points in 21 games uh, last year. He's a, a guy out of uh, Colorado. But... There, again, we're just circling back to your team right now as we're joined by Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Boucher. Um, Jacob Boucher, who's I, – I, is he a St. Albert product? I played some minor hockey in St. Albert, but he's actually – his hometown is uh, Legal. Okay. Has, has yeah. he been a surprise? I mean, you picked him up on uh, waivers. Has he been a bit of a surprise for you? He's had a good – he's had a really good camp. Uh, you know, I think – we got to see him play a lot, obviously playing Lethbridge so many times last season. The year before that, he was out for the whole year with, with uh, shoulder surgery. So, um, you know, last year they were really trying to find a spot for him and an identity on that team, and it just didn't seem to work. And when he went on waivers, you know, one thing we know he can really do is he, he skates, he brings a ton of energy, he flies around, you know, he checks extremely hard. Um, he's a smaller guy, but... Uh, you know, we thought there was, you know, from his minor hockey days playing with Fort Saskatchewan and Midget, we watched him a fair bit, and we think there is some offensive potential there. And, you know, so far in camp, he's he's played well. In his first exhibition game with us, he had pretty good game scoring a few goals. So I think uh, the guy will continue to evaluate through through the preseason here, but he's uh, off to a tremendous start here with our group this year. You added a little bit of toughness with Jackson Weeb. Uh, has he been noticeable for you? He was very good in camp. Yeah, I think the, obviously the first game he uh, took a pie, he got took a shot and got a, caught up high in the face, so he didn't finish the game. But uh, you know, early in the, the first half of the game, he did play. He brings that physical presence, uh, adds some size, you know, to our to our top nine there. And uh, yeah, we you know he's a great kid, a great person to add to the locker room at the same time too. So I think he'll he'll be a really nice ad for our group this year. So you're in a position last year, what did you guys end up going? Was it 21 and 2 or 22 and 1 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I know we had a good good season last year. I think we yeah, we only we lost to the single game regulation and two in overtime. All right. So you're 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 in a scenario where many people think you're actually going to be better this year. I don't know if you can, you know, in a 68 game schedule, uh, are you playing you are playing 68 this year, right? That's the tentative plan. That's the kind of plan, yeah. Okay, so that's assuming you get the sixty-eight games in. I don't know if you're going to go like sixty-five and one or something like that. Realistically, I think if you win fifty games, that'd be a, a major accomplishment. But we just—I uh, know we had Spec on and he was talking about Ken Holland and Connor McDavid said the time is now for your for your group. They just want a chance to play for a WHL championship and a Memorial Cup because the last two years you guys have been right there, haven't you? Yeah, you're right, Bob. I mean, the last two years, I think we had a had a pretty good opportunity to make a good run in the playoffs and and see what our group could do. And uh, having the opportunity to return majority of our of our guys that have been here, the core group, and add some really solid pieces around them, I think uh, you know we really like the group we have on paper. And uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be an interesting year when you have when you have high highly talented guys in your group. You're going to deal with you know, some of the issues that we already talked about, the guys being gone for extended period times to NHL camps. And then we might have, you know, probably four guys potentially if they're all back in the world junior tournament. So there's going to be some ebbs and flows to this season with uh, having some higher profile players that, uh, you know, our, our complimentary players are going to have to have to step up and, and get us through some of those times and, uh, find ways to, to get wins for our group. Kurt, the other thing that's unique about the situation your team's in 
is you have two number one Bantam draft picks, and people will say, well, so what? The Bantam draft, you know, uh, takes place in, like, May each year. But the reality is this year it's not in May, is it? Yeah, the, the draft got moved to December. Yeah, you're right. So it's uh, an extra year of assets that uh, potentially could be could be used for for at, making additions to your group or you know at the same time it's uh yeah you're right it's rare for for a team to be in the spot that we are with uh, the roster we have right now and have have two first round picks and at the end of the day i guess if the right trade doesn't come along it's uh really good for the organization for us to continue to build our, our prospect group and potentially use those picks and and start gearing up those guys could enter the lineup next season with us having drafting kids out of first year midget this year it's uh, going to be a pretty quick turnaround where you can get two pretty good players in the draft that you're inserting right away yeah and, and so just to clarify you have Kelowna's number one uh, which you got in the Connor McDonald trade when they loaded up for Memorial Cup that never got played and then you've got your own number one and that's for the the Bantam draft in December for, which will be the 2021 Bantam draft and then there's a, is, is the 2022 Bantam draft back in May again? Uh, as of right now, yeah, still uh, still planning for it to potentially to be in May, but uh, yeah, I think right now it's going to be a busy year for the scouts. Obviously, they're uh, they got a lot of work ahead of them and uh, a short turnaround, and still still dealing with some uh, COVID variables out there with accessing arenas and you know some of the challenges that uh, we've got used to over the last eighteen months here. Uh, speaking of scouts, Jamie Porter was your uh, head scout. He has gone on to where? Jamie moved on as an amateur scout with uh, the Colorado Avalanche. So he's been out in the rinks already, and I think he's uh, obviously enjoying his new role, something he always wanted to to do, get into the National Hockey League as a, as a scout. So I think he's, uh, you know, obviously reached a dream of his and is looking forward to that opportunity. And who did you replace Jamie with? And I can't believe you didn't call me. We replaced him with Michael Chan. So Mike was here with the organization for, well, the Oil Kings specifically for five years, and they did some analytics and some small stuff with the Oilers before that. And, uh, you know, he took a year last season. He left the team and went and worked for the Toronto Marlies as a video coach. And, uh, you know, when I went through the process of looking for a new director of scouting, Mike was a guy that was very familiar with our entire scouting staff and had been a part of our draft process here today and a guy that, uh, you know, I, I think I have a lot of I do have a lot of trust in, and I think they can do a, a really good job for bringing a bit of a bit of a modern approach to the way we we want to scout, and you know, having that firsthand knowledge of being in our coaches' room and the way we like to play and the systems they like to run, I think will be only beneficial to really uh, bring it full circle around the whole organization. All right, Kurt. So you played just the one exhibition game last week. What do you got coming up here? <laughs> on the road this weekend for two in Saskatoon so we play there Friday, Saturday and then uh, the following weekend we got a home and home with Calgary before we head into the home opener October 1st. Alright, well best of luck uh, with the trip into Toontown and we'll touch base in a couple of weeks, okay Kurt? Sounds great Bob, thanks for having me. You bet, that is Kurt Hill, he is the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, they got a powerhouse squad this year. Uh, Kurt was our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And Royal Pizza. Pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list, there are 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's 148 in Edmonton, and we'll come back with this day in Oilers history and get to some of your texts here on Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 I mean, The first goal coming into every year is obviously make the playoffs. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, um, as, as we know. Um, we've been able to do it the last couple of years, but... Um, you know, you can't take that for granted. I think uh, that's got to be the main focus and the first focus. And um, Obviously, you go from there. Um, it's a long year as well, so there's going to be highs and lows and ups and downs. And, and uh, you know, I think just uh, just a, a more veteran team, uh, a team that's kind of been through a little bit more, I think, um, you know, will help us to, to stay maybe a little more even keeled and um, it'll help us uh, obviously reach our ultimate goal and let's get in. And, you know, you never know what could happen. That is Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers. Welcome back, everybody. It's 150 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. McDavid doing an availability uh, today. Reed Wilkins will have more coming up tonight on Inside Sports. This text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. says, Bob, enough soccer talk and NFL talk. Have you heard we have a team called the Toronto Blue Jays? Well, we talked about the Blue Jays yesterday of John Shannon because John was going to the Blue Jays game. Uh, obviously, they're just tearing the cover off the ball right now i got it that's a that's a scary team no question scoring a ton of runs and uh, vladimir guerrero jr is having a wonderful season but they weren't playing as this show was going on and the reality is uh for the guy that hates soccer uh byron munich playing uh in barcelona that would be a match that would and and maybe uh, trust me it does resonate in canada but it also has a huge following over in europe as well to uh say the least so but hey and as for the nfl we're going to talk nfl and college football on the show we are in the fall especially because uh you know what if i'm fortunate enough to travel again this year in the u.s let me tell you how it works you go down there and between college football and the NFL, that takes up about eighty uh, percent of the room in the eighty percent of the air in the room on uh, ESPN. And then it's a little bit of uh, NBA talk, and then even smaller bit of NHL talk. Uh, and especially in these times, because we're watching, like Brendan, did you? Or Brendan's uh, in the other studio, about thirty-seven feet away from me. Did you watch any of the uh, Ravens and the Raiders last night? Oh, yeah, whole thing. Did you see how crazy their crowd was? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was a little more dazzled by the game itself, but certainly they were raucous. Yeah, uh, the only thing crazier than the crowd was Mark Davis's hair. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, uh, that is some look. I mean, it's right out of, uh, <laughs> It's. I think you know which movie it's from, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, who was the kid you were talking about from Legal with the Oil Kings this year? Jacob Boucher. He was picked up on waivers from Lethbridge. He has a chance. To, he's a 19-year-old. He's got a chance to be a third-line uh, left uh 
uh, wing this year. Uh, keep Texas at 780-496-0063. Bob, uh, Benson, Marodi, Perlini, and McLeod all are softer than soft. Watch the highlights of them. They avoid contact all the time. We have too much skill. You need size and toughness badly. And the uh, same texter adds, the Flames will be very scary to play against. Huge, tough, scary defense. Gabranson, uh, Zadorov, Mackie, Valimaki, Hannafin, Stone, Anderson, uh, Lucic, and Richie, and Kuchek up front. One of the biggest, uh, toughest teams in, ever assembled in the NHL. The Oilers in, are in huge trouble. Cassian will want no part of Lucic, Gabranson, uh, Zadorov, or Richie. It's going to be open season on dry settle, McDavid. Wake up, Holland. Um... Uh, well, one way that you mitigate against teams that are physical and tough is you have a really good power play, which Edmonton has had. Um, I don't think Zach Cassian is, with all due respect to what Brett Ritchie did, I, I think he's well aware that Brett Ritchie can hurt a guy like he hurt G.J.R.K. last year with a punch, but I don't think uh, Zach, Zach's fought Gerbranson before. Uh, if if he and uh, Lucic had to fight, they'd fight. <laughs> uh, and, and often former teammates don't fight. He fought Gabranson last year. Uh, he's not sweating uh, Nikita uh, Zadorov, who, who does crush guys with open ice hits. There's no question about that. To this day in Oilers history, for our friends in U.S., travel Jason and Dennis Laliberti, and we'll have more information. Uh, travel permitted on a couple upcoming Oilers roadies. What do you got for us, Brendan Escott? Back in 1979, the Edmonton Oilers signed undrafted free agent defenseman Charlie Huddy. Huddy went on to win five Stanley Cups as a member of the Oilers, one of only seven players to do so, and would ultimately return to Edmonton to coach from 2000 through 2009. He's now an assistant with Winnipeg. Yeah, great guy, Charlie Huddy. No question about it. Tonight, Reed Wilkins says Inside Sports. Again, we'll hear uh, probably the entirety of the Connor McDavid comments. What else has he got? You're going to hear from uh, Oilers Radio Network and Analyst Rob Brown and Winnipeg Blue Bombers defensive end Willie Jefferson ahead of his class with the Elks this Saturday. Uh, those Bombers looking pretty good this year. Uh, John Shannon will join us for our NHL Insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling tomorrow. David Staples, Provincial Affairs columnist for the Edmonton Journal, writer at the Cult of Hockey. He's got a piece coming out today. I think that the heat is going to get turned up by David on some of the anti-vaxxers out there. And from the NHL Network... Pittsburgh Penguins broadcaster and a guy the orders once tried to sign, Mike Rupp, will uh, join us on tomorrow's show to talk a bit about a documentary that's out there right now, but also about the status of Sidney Crosby and of Jenny Malkin. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a Rob Breckenridge day from 2 to 3, and then Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 here out of Edmonton at 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.